Welcome to a world of exploration, thought, and discussion, sequentially through 156 episodes of Rod Serling's seminal classic, The Twilight Zone. Welcome to Submitted for Your Approval. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to Submitted for Your Approval, a Twilight Zone podcast. I am your host, Brandon Cruz, and with me today... I have the host of the award-winning podcast based on a true story, which focuses on the historical side of movies, comparing the accuracy of fact to film. A warm welcome to the show, Mr. Dan Lefebvre. Hello, sir. Hello. Thanks for having me. No, it's it's good to have you here. Uh, really good to have you. I've uh, listened, listened to some episodes of your podcast, and I... I I love the concept of it, so it was, it was really good having you here to to talk about some historical uh, context. Um, as far as yeah, uh, as as much as you can get in the Twilight Zone, I guess, right? <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, uh, are you re- are you ready to talk about th- this episode? I am ready. Oh heck yeah! All right, so this week we are talking about the Mirror. It originally aired October twentieth of nineteen sixty one. It stars Peter Falk as Ramos Clemente. Vladimir Sokolov is uh, the priest, and he was in three episodes of The Twilight Zone. Anthony Carbone, uh, who plays Christo, who I, I, I give him special props because I like the way his face looks for some reason. And then a Will Kaluva, who was Dick Cruz, who was in two episodes of The Twilight Zone. And it was directed by Don Medford, directed five episodes, and of course, a teleplay by Rod Serling. Now... This is uh, getting into our standard segment that we've done for five episodes before this. I swear, <laughs> uh, it's a new, it's a segment we like to call my synopsis, your synopsis, IMDb synopsis, and the point of it is, as I just made it up, is to see how our synopsises match the IMDb official synopsis. So, Dan, since you are my guest. Would you like would you like to to give your shot at a a one-line synopsis of the episode uh first or second and then we'll compare with IMDb. I'll go first that way if if you have the same one as I do then it won't seem like I'm I'm just stealing yours. How's that sound? That that sounds perfect. I'll just change like <laughs> one or two words. I think that's how you you stave off plagiarism. Um you, you know my one I'm sure I'm stealing. I know I'm stealing this from somebody, but I don't remember where it would be that um, power corrupts. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Okay. That's not, that's not stealing anything. You didn't steal anything. I know I've heard that somewhere before. I just can't remember off the top of my head. (laughs) It might've been in like a fortune cookie. I think that's where I heard that. (laughs) Oh yeah, we we get the same fortune cookies, the Publix <laughs> fortune cookies, right? Yeah, oh, they're just so good. They they have the best. They're the best there. <laughs> they do have the best fortune cookies. <laughs> All right, uh, my the the synopsis that I wrote, and I uh, I I prepped this, I planned this. Here, here why well, I, I wrote the leader of a successful rebellion discovers that the path to tyranny might start with a good hard look in the mirror. <laughs> Ooh man, yours is better. I sh- I, sh- I should have gone second and taken yours. Yeah, you should have. You should have. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I struggled with that for a long time. I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> a mirror joke in there. I'm sure that works. <laughs> now, how do they compare? 
The IMDb synopsis says, a Central American revolutionary comes into the possession of a mirror that shows him his potential assassins. Now, here's a, here's a, here's a, new, here's a new twist to this game, Dan, that, I, that we're coming up with. Which is better? Everyone, call to action. <laughs> I didn't plan this out that well. Call to action. Let us know who wins. Is it Dan with Power Corrupts? Is it mine with Looking in the Mirror? Or is it IMDb? Shouldn't be IMDb. It should be IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Well, let, let, let me know on social media at uh, S4YA podcast on Twitter. Okay. Now let's let's get let's get into the actual discussion. So Dan, uh, I I I like this episode a, a pretty good deal. But what are your initial thoughts on it? I mean, initially when I saw it, and I don't remember if I've seen this one before. So it's it if I have, it's been so long that this was pretty much kind of the first um, seeing kind of prepping for this episode, and it reminded me so much like they were just trying to kind of get into the room of Fidel Castro after the Cuban revolution. Like that's the thing that came to my mind was they're trying to play off that. Um, which kind of makes sense because, you know, the timeline, the revolution there was only a couple of years before this episode came out. So um, I'm sure that was rather topical. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the the Cuban Missile Crisis, what that was, that was sixty or was that fifty? Yeah, but the the revolution actually was. Um, he toppled Batista on January first, nineteen fifty nine. Um, okay. So then the missile crisis was was after that and kind of continued a- after that. But um, so there would have been this whole uh, Castro bringing communism to the Western Hemisphere for the first time kind of scare going on. Um, around that time, right? Uh, do Do you think, um, as as far as as far as like this this kind of era of of film and TV, uh, certainly uh, communism in Cuba was was a big deal. Obviously, with the Cuban Missile Crisis and and Bay of Pigs and all that all that good stuff. Um, it, I I I feel like that in media that wasn't necessarily, um emphasize all that often like i i I don't i don't know if i don't know if that's accurate but like in that time frame was a a lot of like film based off of a cuban revolutionary plot like i I feel like this is a fairly unique take on it yeah um certainly that early in the in the 60s i think later in the 60s after um like I, I, I recently, I just, I did an episode on, on Che that came out uh, in the late sixties, um, which was soon after he died. But I, I think kind of my, my thought process there when I was um, seeing that was it's, it's something that I think a lot of people would have known about. They might not know the specifics of it, but they would have seen things in the paper. They would have, you know, seen things um, here and there, maybe not knowing clearly as many details about it as we do now. Um, but just enough that the twilight zone, you know, just being <laughs> great in their, in their writing and being able to play off things can pull just that little nugget of that little nugget of reality to make it seem like, Oh, maybe this sort of thing could happen. Um, it, it, you know, worrying about somebody taking over and, and, and that sort of aspect. 
Right. Yeah. Um, another thing of the, of this episode is, is kind of this, um, the, the focus on the, the, the tyrant aspect of it. Obviously Mm -hmm. Peter Falk is the main character, uh, as, as Clemente and it's focusing on, on his fear and his, uh, paranoia driving him to do dumb stuff. Um, and I pose this question. I don't expect either of us to know the real answer, but is that is that an accurate assessment of dictatorships, or is this really just a viewpoint of the outside looking in and what we almost justify, like how people can do evil stuff? I mean, that's a great question. I I don't. I don't have any experience as a dictator, so I wouldn't know. Um, but with well, that let said, me, just, let me let me tell you, let me say I'm a dictator <laughs> on my spare time. <laughs> In your spare time, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you think about just just human nature, and in, in this episode, it's interesting too because um, he doesn't really become paranoid at all until somebody mentions, until um, you know, um, De Cruz actually mentions that you're going to start fearing that there's another there's another one of you out there. There's another Clemente out there somewhere that's just going to take you over and you're going to be your me in that position. Um, and so if you think about just human nature of once that little, little spark is there, it would make sense that you're, you're going to fear that, well, I, I did this. Why wouldn't somebody else do this to me? <laughs> um, especially for somebody like, uh, in, in Castro's position where he overtook, you know, with military, but, um, I mean, he had so many people that just were fleeing his regime and he, he was killing tens of thousands. I think the estimates were up to, you know, somewhere crazy, like 140,000, um, really wide ranging estimates, but, you know, would rank that high of people that he would either kill or get executed or people trying to flee. And so there has to be some, amount of, I, I have the power and I'm, I'm not going to let that go. And I don't know, it just seems like paranoia would be a natural, natural thing to have. Yeah. I, I, uh, I think about on a, on a much smaller scale, uh, when people who say like in relationships, the people who, who get the most jealous in relationships are are the ones that are mo- more likely to uh, stray, <laughs> right? They're like, oh, I if if I'm capable of doing this, mm-hmm. then then clearly they're capable of doing this, and why should I believe them that they're not doing this? Because I would, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I I think you're right, and then and De Cruz real very subtly saying, ah, they're <laughs> coming for you too, huh? <laughs> yep. And, and introducing this magic mirror. <laughs> yeah, which makes you kind of wonder if he, if earlier, we'd never see it, obviously, but if somebody did that to him and that was kind of, you know, made him kind of start going down this path of just paranoia and um, plunging into whatever sort of a, a government that he had. It showed, the episode doesn't really get into that amount of detail, but... Um, it just kind of makes you wonder if if he's just kind of passing off that same sort of thing because he realizes how much of a um, a torture that was 
you know, there's, um, and when, um, I don't remember the exact words, but when Clemente talks about how, you know, the firing squad's not for you, you know, that's for followers, but for leaders, it's something much worse, you know, a fate worse than death. And so maybe that's his own kind of twist on, well, here's your fate worse than death. It's living with this paranoia that is going to haunt you for the rest of whatever you think you've achieved. You're right. You're right. Yeah, that, that's a that's a good point. Um, it, it does say in the episode that the uh, he gets the the mirror from like an old woman or something like that mm-hmm. uh, af- after he takes over. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, but 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 I, I will say that by the time we see De, De Cruz, uh, well, okay, so Clemente and his his band of brothers, they were only there for a week. Well, not all of them were there for a week uh, before. Clemente off himself. Uh, De Cruz seemed to have been there for a much longer period of time. So, so I guess, I guess the kind of throwing this out there is, was he m- more okay with being a, an, an asshat dictator? Like, even though he knew there was probably assassins everywhere, maybe he used the mirror to, uh, hold on to power rather than be overcome by the paranoia and the, the grief of it because de Cruz just, or, uh, uh, Clemente is like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty quick. <laughs> de Cruz is like, Oh, yeah. I got overthrown. Shoot. Well, I mean, the, the other, the other side of that too, is it only shows him the assassins that are in the room with him. And he only had so many people in the room with him. So <laughs> true, true, true. <laughs> Uh, I, I, you know, uh, so Christo, the, the, the one guy whose face I like so much, um, he was, he's the only, he's the only friend left that, that he has towards the end of the episode. And by the way, Christo, who is, I don't know why he's poking the beehive <laughs> with, he's just like, huh? Yeah. People are going to hate you. Huh? I know you just killed my three friends, but people are going to hate you. Um, when uh when clemente is looking in the mirror and at first he sees um christo in the background and nothing nothing's different like everything's everything's fine and then um i don't know where i was going with this like at, at first everything's fine he just sees christo in the mirror normally and then after he uh Clem- Clemente like confronts Christo and is like, nah, are you a friend or are you an enemy? Oh, you're that's what you're saying, right? Then he so when he turns back at the mirror, that's when uh Clemente or sorry, Christo is offering him the the poison wine in, in the mirror. Uh I don't know what the point of that was. <laughs> I, honestly, I don't know where I was going with that. Well, no, it, it makes it I mean it makes a good point because it's being Christo having seen or, you know, n- known if, if not actually, you know, seen, um, the demise of his former colleagues, um, it, it make it puts a different interesting spin on, um, the followers of a dictator like that, you know, are they so committed to the, um, the, the cause I think it was, it was Christo that was, that was talking about, um, that, uh, he's, he's going to follow him until I think that I'm stronger than you or, or until I know that I'm stronger than you or something like that. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, which makes you wonder how, you know, 
where where's that line of are you following the cause or are you following the person hmm. um because there's for for a lot of dictators that that line is so so thin of you know what is the cause if the cause isn't the person um granted as you mentioned you know they'd only been there for a week so you know at that point they hadn't really there there was a distinction i would say where you know they're they're doing it for the revolution you know and the power that supposedly the greed and power and stuff like that hadn't sunk in and kind of right taken hold yeah um, i i i think there's there's interestingly enough there's a a fairly good correlation here uh with an episode of the uh of based on a true story that, that i listened to the one on, on hunt for Red october uh in the um val i think is the name of valerie mm-hmm. yeah uh and, and and that whole thing back in the, the 70s where he's you know trying trying to start a revolution going up to leningrad uh mm-hmm. and not not making it there obviously um of of an idea he was he was trying to start do start up a, a revolt based off of an idea uh, and not based off of just what he's done, even though he had a plan to kind of infiltrate and, 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 uh, as the political officer on, on the, the, the ship, uh, he was, he wasn't the face of a movement. He was trying to get the crew, uh, the workers to rise up together towards an idea. Whereas in this episode, Clemente is, is the face of, of this movement. And he's the general. He's a general Clemente. Uh, um, so I, I think I think there's a, there's a difference there. But uh, it was interesting because I just listened to that episode today, and I'm like, ah, <laughs> oh, look at that history. <laughs> yeah, history. No, it, it, that's a great point. And I guess one thing that kind of again, kind of this almost you know tied tied back into um, being very much like Castro, because when Castro first. Uh, had his revolution. It was it was an idea. Like he wanted to over overturn uh, Batista, who was the dictator before, who was actually backed by the U.S., um, which is kind of one of the reasons why he didn't like the U.S. But um, so he wanted to overthrow Batista and actually return Cuba to its more democratic um, style of government that they had before, um, back in the early '40s, but before Batista. Um, and then, or at least that's what he said. There's documented, you know, footage of him saying all, all of that. And, you know, that, you know, so it sounds great, right? This is, we're going to go back to the way things were. And so it was kind of the idea. But then once he was there, it became very obvious that he was, um, that's not what he was going to do. He, you know, he was um, switching over to communism and, and really had his own idea that became apparent that that was his idea all along. And once he got to power, that was not, he wasn't going to go back to the, to the way things were. So that's kind of where I, I kind of drew, the, drew another tie with Clemente where, um, he's, he's, he's the, the new leader and he has this great idea, but once he gets there, he, the idea is different. It's not what his followers thought it was. You know, this is not what, what, what he kind of, he wasn't practicing what he preached basically. Right. Right. <laughs> um, as, much as a dictator preaches yeah. <laughs> uh he he didn't, he didn't have a he didn't have a, a what's next plan 
<laughs> well, his what's next plan was not really what uh, other people thought his what's next plan was going to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as as he as he pushes uh, his first buddy out the window into the crowd below. <laughs> yes, yes, that just continues at the same level of muttering with with no screaming or any <laughs> notification that there was a body that just fell down. <laughs> yeah, they're like everyone just like hushed and like, huh? <laughs> There it goes. Oh, it hit. All right. Getting back to what we were doing. Back back to cheering about the revolution. <laughs> um, I, I, we talk, we talk, we talk about that crowd. Uh, one of the things that the uh, De Cruz talks about uh, before he introduces the mirror is talking about the people and referring to them as the spoils. And this goes back also to uh, our talk about, he didn't have a, a what's next plan. Um, I, I I think I think there's an interesting bit of discussion in that aspect of of the people as a, a almost a, a commodity of like yeah there they are I have all these people I have I'll trade you 500 people for uh, two beached whales I don't know I don't know what I'm saying uh, but like, like dehumanizing that aspect of like you you have people cheering for you but. Uh, uh, sure, you have all this wine, you have the, all this this money, you have these people. Those are the spoils. But what what more do you need? Yeah. Well, if it, when you have this idea, you know, you you, you talk about you know, Valerie Sablin and the Hunt for Red October idea, or um, even Castro, or you know, any any sort of a revolutionary idea. Um, it's always looking down or you're looking up, right? You're looking at the, at the leadership and you're like, Oh, you have all this stuff. And, and you're looking at it from a place of not having all of that. And so again, kind of human nature, it's, you know, how could you, how could you want any more? You already have so much. How could you want any more? Um, and then I think, uh, as is proven by almost anybody in power, uh, once you get to power, all of a sudden, it's like, hmm, you know what? I don't think I have enough power. I want some more power. <laughs> and so it, 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 it's just this, you know, it keeps going, right? And it, it never ends. There's no, there's it. I mean, that's maybe an exaggeration for, I'm sure there's some, uh, I'm sure there's good people in power, right? I'm but, sure there's you know, altruism it, it, out general, there. There's the, the greed and power. And, you know, we all, we all know that, um, it's a cliche for a reason. <laughs> right. Right. Um, yeah, so I, I wonder if that's something that, uh, again, is is kind of a very subtle message in there of you know the you have all he talks about the people you know you have all these all these people that are we're following you talking to De Cruz and then you'll know, Clemente following me. Um, I, I almost see two two sides to that where it's one it's well now that they're following me you, you start getting all this adoration it's. Well, I want more. I want you want more adoration. You want more people, almost, for lack of a better term, worshiping you. You know, to to some degree, right? Um, and then the other side of that too is, I think the the mindset of, well, I have I have all this, and then there's these people that are around me, and they're gonna, they're are they gonna turn their backs on me? Well, then I got all these other people. I can just replace them. I'm sure there's some you know people there that I can replace them with, and so they almost become exp- expendable at that point, right? Like I, I have a, I have a bench stock of people I can just go to the warehouse and grab just a, yeah. a few, a few workers. Yeah. 
uh, such a such a, a a weird a weird thing. I mean, but I guess you know it's 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 a a macro version of uh like if you if we think about podcasting or like <laughs> man i got who i just hit i hit triple digits i hit triple digits i'm finally at 100 listeners and then ah, i could really go for a 150 <laughs> it, it, like ah, i'm i'm up to 200,000 listeners i need a, just a few hundred thousand more you know uh yeah which uh full disclosure not at 500,000 listens, <laughs> let alone 500. Uh, okay. <laughs> but you would, I mean, but you wouldn't turn it down, right? I wouldn't, I wouldn't turn it down. <laughs> no. Well, no, I would. Yeah. I would if it wasn't for a good cause, a good positive cause. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, no, I, I think that's, that's kind of, that's kind of universal and it's just part of, um, uh, there's, there's harmless sides to that, you know, like in podcasting and, you know, the, the, the stats for that side. And yeah. it starts to get more um, harmful when it starts to affect other people with greed and power and, and things that, you know, are controlling people's lives. And, and from a dictator's perspective, quite literally controlling people's lives, you know. Right. Um, so. Um, so at, at, at the end of the episode, it, it, it over it overwhelmed him. It. Uh, devoured him on a weird uh weird description word but in the end he shoots himself uh he smashes the mirror and then the priest outside the door here's a here's a shot and sees clemente laid out on the floor uh realizing that he is his own worst enemy he is his own assassin uh here's my question for you dan and it's not it's not a very philosophical or deep question. It's another bit I just made up on the spot, and it's called alternate ending question mark. Uh, how how would you could you end this episode any differently? And 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 how and how would you? Could I end it differently while yeah. keeping it the same length? <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you if you want to add an extra half an hour hour make it into a a, a made for tv film i'm good with that <laughs> well i i think um how i would probably would have end, ended it differently would be similar to what we were talking about before um and show that this is a cycle that uh this is something that um is not unique to him um the the mirror may have facilitated it but realistically if we're to take it at face value the mirror just shows who the assassins are it doesn't make him you know that they're going that he's going to doesn't make him do anything about it you know take action and actually kill them um especially multiple multiple times over um and for for all we know dick cruz was just Pulling his leg and, and lying. We don't know that's the magic mirror, really, right? Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah true, I mean, true. That's good. That's yeah. that's a very excellent point. Clemente didn't believe him, believe Dick Cruz enough to lead the government and to be his leader enough that he was, you know, so why all of a sudden is he going to believe him now? Um, so I think huh. if if I were to end this, I would I would do it that way, where it's uh, some element of seeing that time has passed, and you know that there then there's another another dictator, another one in the line. And Clemente is the one that's in the Cruz's position. And, um, 
doesn't have to be, you know, shot for shot, exactly the same, but kind of showing that this is a cycle that just repeats itself over and over. I, man, uh, I thought about <laughs> having my version of an alternate ending, but I like that one more. What I was going to say is the mirror shot him. Ooh. Da, da, da. So is he inside the mirror? Is that the, is that the yeah yeah yeah. so my 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 thought and and it's probably just a really cliche shallow way of ending this episode but uh we see the priest open the door and go in and see clemente already dead on 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 the ground uh but it we talked about it a little bit in in your your version where um like maybe maybe de Cruz was just lying and just like you said, pulling it, pulling his leg. And there's nothing magical about this mirror on the, the opposite spectrum. If it is accurate and there's something sinister about this, this mirror, uh, that maybe it is actually, you know, there's, there's the, the dark side of, of who, whomever on, on the other side. Hmm. Uh, and, and is actually the one that, uh, maybe that, maybe that mirror is pissed off that he broke it. He's like, I got, I got you, fam. And then seven years of bad luck. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I think your, your version was better. Let us know on Twitter. Uh, first call to action we, on that. We, we could, we could merge the two, right? Where it's the, the mirror is the one that is, is Ooh. facilitating this. But what happens is that the, the Clemente essentially decides that, um, even though we can pick any any of them are going to be his assassin, that he's not going to be the one to kill the other person, and so the other person kills Clemente and then becomes the next dictator, and the cycle repeats itself. All uh, put together in a we, you, stuck in the twilight zone. We don't even you, you know what? Hey, guess what? Nobody has to go to Twitter to vote on anything. <laughs> It's all together. It's all, it's all one. It's all together. Every everybody wins. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, uh, the, okay. You can still go to Twitter and vote. That's all right. <laughs> uh, I'll just I'll put all the options the same and and see which one. <laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> uh, the last thing I ask uh, all, all my guests is how do you rate the episode? And you can use whatever scale, whatever option you desire. I've had people use hedgehogs, starry nights. Uh, it's, it's up to you, whatever rating scale you want. How do you rate this episode? Um, I'd probably give it four out of five broken mirrors. Nice. <laughs> nice. I'll write that down. I have no idea what that means, but we'll, we'll give it four out of five. All right. <laughs> uh, excellent. Yeah. I give it, uh, I give it eight glasses of wine, poisoned oh, wine nice. out of 10. Is that how many it took for you to get through to the end? I mean, cause you're, it's not that long of an episode. You're drinking pretty. <laughs> and, well, the the trick is, I have eight glasses of wine for every episode oh, okay. of everything. So, uh, so maybe that's eight out of eight. Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> um, Just make sure it's not the wine from the episode because that that's not good. Yes. Why did you do that, Clemente? It wasn't poisoned. It's <laughs> uh, <you're> delusional. <laughs> My, by the way, my last name is Cruz, so I'm probably closer to Hispanic than uh, Peter Falk is. <laughs> Columbo, no. <laughs> Columbo! Oh, oh, by the way, so uh, just to let you know, uh, 
periodically, whenever I see a, a, a cast member who's been on Columbo, I mark it as a Columbo connection. Uh, and I can't think of anybody who was in Columbo in this episode, so we'll skip that today. <laughs> Uh, well, well, hey, hey, Dan, thank you, thank you so much for for talking about uh, this episode specifically, the mirror. Uh, I, I I want to I want to ask you a little bit about uh, your your stuff uh, based on a true story, uh, which I, I mentioned earlier in, in the show, uh, but I want to talk talk a little bit more about it, like kind of um, how you came up with that concept, which I think again is really really cool a different way of, of doing like a film review podcast um, and kind of how you uh, developed it. Um, you want the, the longer version or the shorter version of how I came up with it? <laughs> Ooh, uh, give me a, uh, we'll, we'll start with a one sentence synopsis <laughs> uh, and then I'll come up with a one sentence synopsis uh, and then we'll see who's his best. No, uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. How, which, whichever. Yeah. I just, uh, I'm in, I'm interested. Yeah. So, so this is not the the first podcast that I've done. Um, the first podcast that I did was interviewing, um, people in the movies and games industry. Um, and I did that with a co-host, uh, and it was for a company that I work for that we, we taught, uh, software for the movies and games industry. So okay. we had access to a lot of people there. Um, and, uh, and then, um, basically I'll, not make it the long, long version. We'll go a little shorter. <laughs> um, Mid version. Yeah. Ba- basically that, that podcast came to an end, um, because of a downsizing. And so it was something that that was the first one I'd ever done. And I enjoyed podcasting so much that I wanted to, to figure out how to do it again. Um, but as I'm sure you can understand from, uh, scheduling guests and such, and, and all that timing and logistics, it's, 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 not easy to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, being able, doing an interview show was something that was, um, not something I, w- I was sure that I was going to be able to do. So I was like, what's something that I can do on my own. That's just a solo, solo show. Um, and so I was, I was going through ideas and, and one kind of stuck with me. It was, um, there was a, a, a trip back from the musical Les Mis which my wife is a huge fan of musicals. And um, so we, we go to musicals uh, whenever we can. And Les Mis is one of her favorites. And on the way back, um, pretty much spent the entire car ride just talking about the French Revolution. I was just looking stuff up online, like what's, you know, how much of this stuff actually happened? Obviously, the, the characters are fictional and, you know, the overall storyline is fictional. But being said in the French Revolution, it's like, you know, how much of this was going on and... um and so that was, that had happened earlier, but I kind of remembered that as I was thinking about ideas and I was, you know, there's a lot of movies. There's, you know, obviously Les Mis movies and there's a lot of other movies that are, um, based on a true story. So what, what if I, what if I try that? So I, first step was to make sure that it was viable was essentially making a list of movies that were based on a true story to make sure that there would be enough of them. Yeah. Uh, it turns out there's more than, <laughs> than I ever imagined <laughs> initially. Um, and then I just started, just started digging in and, uh, been going ever since. Yeah. And, uh, you, you talk about, uh, uh, coming up with that, that, that idea and, you know, af- after, uh, after the musical, 
the same thing whenever my wife and I watch uh, a, a movie based on a true story. Like, okay. Like, uh, I know you did an episode on, on The Conjuring. <laughs> like, the supernatural parts, we're not, we're not, we're not spiritual people at all, but it's still interesting to us when it, like, a, a movie like that is based on a true story. Like, okay, well, uh, like what what is what is fact and what what's what's not for like obviously yeah. uh um the the doll is based off of raggedy ann and probably they couldn't get rights or whatever i, I don't know i haven't i haven't listened to that episode of yours yet i will <laughs> now that i'm thinking about it uh, but you know th- after watching the film then going on imdb looking up trivia looking up little facts on wikipedia uh, all that has always been interesting to me, and it's really cool for me that you have, have taken an idea and, and run with it. And you're, uh, as of this recording, you're at like episode like one thirty three or something like that. Like you're you're, Somewhere you're around there. You're pretty deep in. You're pretty deep into it. Um, I I wanted to ask the because there are so many films, and there's lots of historical context and accuracy to find. What is the hardest part for you when you're researching the films and the history behind the films? Um, the hardest part, you know, it's, it's probably something similar to kind of what you, what you mentioned where you talk about, you know, the conjuring and, um, being the supernatural side. Right. Um, I did, uh, actually it ended up being two parter because I, you know, there's so much there on the Ten Commandments, which is a very, you know, biblical film, which then just assumes that you're going to believe that this book is, mm. is truth. Um, cause there's, and that's something I explained in the episode, like there's no way to do Ten Commandments or, you know, talking about that period in time without talking about religion or without talking about certain things. Um, and so that's, that's kind of the, one of the, one of the most difficult parts because at some point it's at some point everything requires some amount of believability mm-hmm. I, I like to use the revenant as a good example that was actually the first episode and um primarily because that was a movie i'd recently seen and i was just starting the show um <laughs> but have, have you seen the revenant yeah yeah uh, with a uh, DiCaprio, right yes, yes. Oscar, oscar winner yeah yeah so it if you Oddly enough, like nobody really um, debates a lot of the accuracy of that. But if you think about it, it's really just one guy out there in the middle of nowhere could have really done anything. For all we know, he just hid out behind a fort somewhere and then came back a week later or two weeks later, you know, and like there's no way to know that all of this stuff actually happened. Um, But then you look at something like The Conjuring and like, oh, because ghosts are involved, all of a sudden nobody's going to believe him, Um, (laughs) which... Granted, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I'll, I'll, you know, give you that where, you know, you have the supernatural side. It's, it's a little bit different, but, um, you have the believability of people that are telling this story. And especially when you, when you start to get into things where, um, people really do obviously really do believe in a lot of that, a lot of that stuff. And so who's to say that they're not experiencing something, not or, or they think they're experiencing something who, who knows what they're, what they're seeing or, um, you know, with, especially, you know, way, way back then, you know, in the times of yeah 10 commandments in that aspect, like 
just didn't know much about mental health or, or really sickness or, you know, medicine or science or there's just uh, so many things were attributed to supernatural or were attributed to things that this is the best explanation that they have. Um, and so you, when I'm doing the research and I'm, I'm, I'm finding those things, there's, there's kind of a, um, some stuff we know really well. Mm. Um, some stuff, we just have to take it that this was the one person who witnessed this and that's what they said happened. And that we just have to take it for their word. Either that's the way it is or not. And I, I try to be as upfront about that and just kind of say, you know, this, you know, this is what they said happened. And right. <laughs> kind of like and, I'm saying right now, like there's no, there's no way to, to prove one way or another, but this is what they said happened. And I quote, and I quote in such as a, like like in 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 the the case of the conjuring uh with with the warrens like in in the families that are associated with like those specific cases like they they have comments and they've said things about their experiences mm -hmm. and uh in in those those are those are facts that those things that those quotes exist so you can i'm sure you can use those facts as quotes and then apply them to, well, they said it happened like this. The movie took certain liberties differently and, and, and did this instead. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I, I think that's probably something that you use to, as, as a way to kind of, uh, navigate those waters. Yeah. It, I mean, it, and it, it boils down to, yeah, trying to be, I try to be as open as, as, as possible about that, where, you know, I am, you know, taking them for their word on, on this, you know, at, at some point, or, um, you know, this is what, this is what it, most, most historians believe this, or, you know, that's very different than, you know, this person said this, you know, a little bit, a little bit different there. Um, does it mean one is right and one is wrong? I mean, we, his history, they find new things and change history all the time. So it's, 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 it's kind of tough to, to do that. I try to do it in a way that's still kind of telling the story and I'm not trying to get too bogged down on the details, but I want to share enough details that it's kind of fun and educational while still telling the story while still, um, comparing the, comparing the two and kind of, you know, this is what the, the movie did and, and this is kind of what was different and, it's, it's just kind of a fine line to walk that I, I, I try to walk. Sometimes I do it better than others, I think, but <laughs> um, it's, that's one of the more challenging parts to it. Well, well, I, I will, I will say that of the episodes I've listened to, uh, you do a, a pretty damn good job. So uh, I, I, I can tell you put a lot, a lot of work into the, the show, a um, lot of, lots of, lots of research and mm -hmm. the, re the reviews you get on, on iTunes or Apple podcasts, sorry, Apple, uh, uh, well, well, well deserved. So, uh, for those out there who are interested in based on a true story, uh, there's a few ways you can do that. I know you have your website based on a true story podcast.com. Uh, how, how else can people get a hold of you? I say if, if you're listening to this podcast, you're using a podcast app and just do a search for based on a true story. Bam. Bam. Easy. Unless you're on my website. Just kidding. Ooh. I don't use well, that. If that's the case, then why are you listening to a podcast on a website? Yeah. <laughs> Nerd. Well, then yeah. you have a browser. Just go to based on true story podcast.com. There you go. <laughs> uh, how, how about, uh, are, are you, you're on uh, Twitter, right? Yeah. Yeah. Twitter, Dan, Dan Lefebvre, D-A-N-L-E-F-E-B. Um, not technically a show one because I already had it going beforehand, but 
Um, I post a lot of show stuff on there. We'll still, we'll still push people that way. <laughs> uh, well, well, Dan, thank you so much for coming on the show. I, re- I really appreciate you taking the time and talking to me about your show and talking about uh, the Twilight Zone. And by Peter Falk, your glass eye will be missed. Columbo. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brandon. I really appreciate it. <laughs> And that was my interview with Dan LeFebvre. It was good having him. He is a really good guy. His podcast, Based on a True Story podcast, it can be found at basedonatruestorypodcast.com. You could also hit him up at Dan LeFebvre, D-A-N-L-E-F-E-B. And that is, of course, on Twitter. Now, if you want to get hold of this show, submit it for your approval, there's a few ways you can do that. You can head over to facebook.com slash S4YA podcast over on Instagram and Twitter at S4YA underscore podcast. Also email S4YA podcast at gmail.com. And of course you can go to our website, www.apatheticenthusiasm.com where there's also a link to my Patreon for this and all of the other shows I do on apathetic enthusiasm, including interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. Finally, head over to iTunes and leave me a rating and a review. I appreciate all feedback, good or bad. It means you gave the show a shot and it helps me to improve as we move forward into the future to capture all the rest of these episodes. Thank you everyone for listening. I'm Brandon Cruz and this is submitted for your approval. <laughs>